Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In today's show, crypto Twitter confused by Sam Bankman freeze, $250 million bail and a return back to the luxury life. I'll be breaking this down for you. And as Plan B points out, Bitcoin has never been weaker, according to the RSI, which is the relative strength index at an all-time low of 40.5. Now check this out. Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC, has been called out by Congressman Tom Emmer for his shady involvement with SBF and FTX. Quoting him here, Gary Gensler and the SEC had more meetings with SBF and FTX than anyone else in crypto, allegedly to craft a special regular regulatory framework designed to benefit FTX alone. Making backroom regulatory deals with bad actors is not a tool in the SEC's toolbox. Also more breaking news, I'm sad to announce that the Guggenheim CIO has died of a heart attack. This is official as of the other day. He was allegedly working out when he had that heart attack. So, and he, Guggenheim is worth like 325 billion in assets under management. So another billionaire bites the dust. Also in today's show, Brazilian president signs a crypto bill into law. That's right. The law includes many digital currencies under the definition of legal payment methods in Brazil and established a licensing regimen for virtual asset service providers. Also in today's show, billionaire investor Bill Miller predicts one catalyst will ensure Bitcoin performs quite well. Also, Bitcoin veteran Bobby Lee comes out with his latest forecast when the crypto bull market will return. Here's his timeline, quoting him here. I think this is going to be pretty bearish for the next two years. Personally, I predict the bull market will come back in probably two years time. Certainly by late 2024, it'll be two years from right now and certainly by early 2025. Also in today's show, Terra founder Doquan cashes out some of his stolen Bitcoin in Serbia as he continues on the run with his stolen funds. Also in today's show, crypto analyst says Bitcoin Christmas rally is imminent and says this one chart is one of the most impressive out there. I'll be breaking this down for you. A Santa rally beginning soon. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live show of Crypto News Alerts pod episode number 1141. I'm your host JV. Today is December 23rd, 2022, just two more days away from Christmas. And naturally, there's lots to cover. So let's dive right into today's Bitcoin and crypto overall market watch. You can see we're finally back in the green. It has been an extremely bearish winter for this year, to say the least. We got Bitcoin back up 1% for the day, trading just above 16 thousand eight hundred dollars while ether is up 2.7 percent trading just above 1200 bucks we got bnb xrp doge litecoin and polkadot all also pumping and in the green and checking out coinmarketcap.com you can see the current crypto market cap sitting at a modest 812 billion when do you think we're likely to return to that one trillion dollar milestone let me know in the comments and the current volume is only 
about less than $30 billion, which is extremely low for the crypto market with Bitcoin dominance. Sticking around that 40% mark, currently at 39.9%, with the Ether dominance at 18.4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we got Terra Classic leading the pack, up 7%, trading at 0.0001, followed by Kava, up 6%, trading at 73 cents, followed by Near Protocol, up about 5.5%, trading at a dollar. 35. Below that, we have Thorchain and the Sandbox. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, the only one in the green, which I can clearly see, is XDC, up 12%. And the rest of the altcoins literally in carnage and bleeding like a mofo. But hey, we're in a crypto winter. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, it shows we are currently rated a 27 in fear. Yesterday at 28, last week at 29, and last month at 22 in extreme fear. So there you have it. I mean, we have literally been stuck in fear and extreme fear for the bulk of this entire year. Do you think things are likely to change anytime soon? Let me know in the comments. And now let's dive into what is on everyone's mind. Uh, breaking news was released just yesterday of Sam Bankman-Fried being basically bailed out of jail or prison, whatever you want to call it, for literally the biggest bond I've ever heard of in history, which is $250 million. So here are some of the reactions across crypto Twitter to this breaking news. Check it out. Now, some of the crypto community on Twitter initially confused by the quarter billion dollar no upfront cost bail conditions, questioning how Bankman Freed was able to post the quarter billion dollar bail figure after he previously claimed on record he had less than $100,000 to his name in his bank account. As pointed out here by Benjamin Cohen, funny how SBF is able to post the $250 million bail not long after saying he only had $100,000. So he probably is using stolen customer deposits to stay out of jail. And under the bail agreement, the bond is only paid up if Bankman Free doesn't appear for future court appearances or violates other bail conditions, such as requirements to surrender to serve a court sentence. Now, meanwhile, those who reviewed the court documents instead shared concerns over Bankman Freed's guarantors. Uh, including his father, Alan Bankman, and mother, Barbara Freed, who would be on the hook should SPF violate his bail conditions. Now, the host of the Wolf of Wall Street's podcast, Scott Melker, tweeted December 23rd that while SBF didn't have to pay $250 million to stay out of jail, if he skips bail, his parents will have to work 17 extra jobs to, <laughs> to come up with the money. And vocal crypto Twitter user Autism Capital elaborated on the matter, explaining that Bankman Freed has not had to pay any money up front. He has put his parents, relatives, and non-relatives in a difficult situation. Quoting them here, Sam is out on a personal recognized since bail. What this means is that no money has been paid. His parents put up their home as collateral. One relative and a non-relative also put up some collateral. All of them would be on the hook for $250 million if Sam runs. Now, we all know Sam cannot run well or fast as we have seen that leaked footage of him running in the Bahamas, which was hilarious to say the least. Now, while the host of the Regulatory Jackson podcast, Jason Brett, tweeted December 23rd that while it might not be fair that SBF is staying in a luxurious home while on trial, he reminded his followers that everyone in the U.S. is entitled to a fair trial and a presumption of innocence. As he points out here, people are impatient to see SBF pay for his crimes. However, the reason America is different is how we treat those accused. It is fair. Is it fair that he gets to be in a luxury home in a warm climate during trial? Life isn't fair, but we get a shot at the truth. 
of what happened. And Steve McClurg tweeted a statement implying that SBF's parents shouldn't be allowed to put their home as collateral on the $250 million bail as the home was bought with stolen FTX funds. Makes a great point, quoting him here. So SBF's parents, who bought a home in Bahamas with stolen FTX funds, will use their other home as collateral on the $250 million bail. And some Twitter users also found it amusing that SBF's bail conditions did not restrict him from using a computer whilst being released on bail, as David Swartz shares here. So SBF is out on bail, has no restrictions on his use of computers, and follows me on Twitter awkward. So there you have it. And I actually want to ask everyone here, what are your thoughts surrounding him being uh, basically released on bail? Also keep in mind that obviously just because the bail was $250 million, how it works with the court system, you only have to pay 10%, which is still a hefty number considering the large amount because that would be what's 10% of a quarter million dollars. We're still talking about you know, obviously more money than what the property that the Bankman Freed's parents put up as collateral is worth. So I'm very curious to know who are these mysterious donors who allowed him to get out on bail, giving up the money, because I don't think the house was enough as obviously as collateral. So it'll be interesting to uncover. And as I find out more, I'll be keeping you all up to date with the latest of what's going on as the saga continues to unfold. And as Plan B points out here, Bitcoin has never been weaker. The relative strength index right now is at a 40.5. And I shared with you breaking news that Gary Gensler is being called out by the congressman, Tom Emmer, for a shady involvement with SBF and FTX. So kudos to Tom Emmer. And I also shared that, unfortunately, the Guggenheim CIO had died of a heart attack. And according to this tweet, he was actually working out. And I believe he was, what, like 64, 65 years old. So some are saying this sudden death syndrome could have potentially been from a jab. But at this time, it's all speculation. But what I do know is Guggenheim, which the company that he was the CIO for, has $325 billion in assets under management. So this is another billionaire, unfortunately, biting the dust as many crypto-specific billionaires have been mysteriously dying. So it just makes you really, really wonder. But with that being shared, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss breaking news I touched upon yesterday of a major crypto bill being signed in Brazil to usher in mass adoption for the king crypto and crypto industry alike. So now let's break this down, shall we? We have the president of Brazil set to leave office December 31st, signing a bill aimed at legalizing the use of crypto as a payment method within the country. Let's go. December 22nd, the publication of the official journal of the federal government of Brazil said his office had signed a bill 14.478 into law following approval from the country's chamber of deputies. The legislative body sent the bill to the president's desk November 29th as the final step in recognizing crypto payments. So another major step for crypto adoption. According to the text of the bill, Brazil's residents will not be able to use cryptos like Bitcoin as legal tender in the country, unlike in the case in El Salvador. However, the newly passed law includes many digital currencies under the definition of legal payment methods in Brazil. It also establishes a licensing regimen for virtual asset service providers and set penalties for fraud using digital assets. Now, the president's announcement did not suggest which federal agency should be in charge of supervising crypto payments. However, like the United States, digital assets considered securities fall under the regulatory umbrella of Brazil's 
SEC, and the law also included provisions likely made in response to the collapse of FTX, requiring exchanges to distinguish between user and company assets. The crypto law will take effect 180, uh, 180 days out, so that's likely in June of 2023. Now, the president is slated to leave office in a matter of days, after which uh, they implied he will assume the presidency on January 1st. We're talking about Lula da Silva, the next president to step in. Now, Lula served as the president of Brazil from 2003 to 2010 and had previously made statements in favor of crypto and blockchain adoption. So that's a great sign as the next president is also pro-crypto, which is great for mass adoption. I mean, this is a big deal. Obviously, it's not a legal tender, which would have been the best case scenario, Bitcoin being announced a legal tender like in El Salvador. However, El Salvador just has like I don't know the population off the top of my head, but it's very small. I maybe guesstimate less than 2 million people. Whereas Brazil, the population is massive. We're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, over 10 million people, probably between 10 to 20 million for all we know. If anyone knows the population of Brazil and El Salvador, please let me know and chime in in the comments. I greatly appreciate it. With that being shared, now let's dive into some predictions from Bill Miller on the crypto market as he is another legendary investor with a lot of respect. In the industry. So let's break it down, shall we? Legendary investor Bill Miller says one catalyst is likely going to help Bitcoin start performing well again. Bring it. Let's go. In a new interview with Barron's, Miller says that Bitcoin, while volatile, has a place in investment portfolios as sound speculation. As he shows here, as the market low of 2020, Bitcoin was $5,800. Bitcoin is now 17400 Roughly since then, the market cap is up 40 or 70%. The market up 70% and Bitcoin is up 190%. If anyone has a time horizon of longer than a year, you should do quite well in Bitcoin. I wouldn't call that an investment. I would call it speculation, but I call Call it a sound speculation. The former Leg Mason Capital Management executive says considering the turmoil in crypto markets over the past year, he thinks the king crypto is still holding up rather well with interest rates trending higher as the Federal Reserve attempts to squash inflation. Miller says that a reversal in such policies could be the spark that Bitcoin needs to turn around. Quitting him here, I am surprised Bitcoin isn't at half of its current price. Given the FTX implosion, people have fled the space. So the fact that it is still hanging in there at 17000 is pretty remarkable. But inflation is being attacked and real rates are rising rapidly. I would expect that if and when the Federal Reserve begins to pivot towards easier monetary policy, Bitcoin would do quite well. Now, besides Bitcoin, Miller also says he is bullish on Coinbase, which is C-O-I-N, which reached an all-time low earlier in the week. Quoting him here, I generally thrive on inaction. I don't like to sell anything unless I am forced to with margin calls. I recently bought more Amazon. I bought Silvergate a few weeks ago and expect to buy more Coinbase. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the legendary billionaire investor, Bill Miller. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our next forecast from another OG, a true crypto and Bitcoin OG in the space. And that's the one and only Bobby Lee. I actually had him before I interviewed him on the show. He was a tremendous guest and shared some very awesome predictions. Now, unfortunately, some of those predictions did not come to light. However, here's the latest update from the Bitcoin OG. Bobby Lee himself, crypto veteran Bobby Lee is forecasting when the crypto and Bitcoin bear market would end, warning traders it may take years. In a new interview with CNBC, Lee says the crypto market will remain bearish for the foreseeable future before a turnaround in about 
two years. I think it is going to be pretty bearish for the next year or two. Personally, I predict the bull market will come back in probably two years' time. Certainly by late 2024, it will be two years from right now and certainly by early 2025. But time will tell. It's hard to pin down exactly when this bear market will bottom out. And according to Lee, Bitcoin has fared relatively better compared to other crypto assets after the implosion of the FTX exchange. Quitting him here, we are definitely in the bear market after the FTX collapsed last month. All of crypto has really come down a lot. Bitcoin has held itself relatively steady. It has only come down to 10, 20% of the rest of the crypto has gone down 50%. A lot of the crypto tokens have gone down much, much lower. And to regain trust and confidence in the digital asset industry, the Bitcoin veteran says more regulation is needed for crypto companies, but not cryptocurrencies. Quoting him here, I am always a proponent of more regulation in the crypto market again. Just to be clear, I'm talking about the regulation of companies around the crypto market and not the regulation of the asset itself because the asset itself is inert. It's just what it is. It is a commodity just like gold and silver. No amount of regulation can change the chemical composition of gold or silver. And same thing, no amount of regulation can change the composition of Bitcoin itself. However, what we can regulate and what we should regulate are the companies that do business with cryptocurrency, especially those that do custodial services or store cryptocurrency for other people. Now, personally, I think Bobby Lee makes a great point. And to watch this interview he did on CNBC, check the show notes below the video in the description, which leads us to our next story of the day. The infamous Do Kwan from Luna slash Terra is still on the run. He is allegedly in Serbia right now, and his Bitcoin is on the move and being spent. So let's now break down our next story of the day. While FTX founder SBF, one of the the year's biggest crypto crooks has finally been arrested and extradited to the U.S. Terra Luna founder Do Kwan is still on the run and cashing out his Bitcoin. Just last week, it was revealed that the CEO of Terraform Labs, who is wanted by Interpol, has registered a residence in Serbia. Already in October, reports surfaced he had traveled to this European country from Dubai. Now, Korean news outlet Digital Asset reports today that Do Kwan is believed to have cashed out Bitcoin for the first time after fleeing to Serbia. The report says he dispersed 9.64 Bitcoin the equivalent of $120,000. And for this, Do Kwan allegedly made use of the Luna Foundation Guard wallet. This is shown by on-chain data, news media outlet, Digital Asset, claims. Now, remarkably, this is the first time on Do Kwan's run that he has been in a situation of exchanging Bitcoins for fiat currency. The report speculates that the Terra Luna founder may have chosen Serbia as a destination for his escape because the country does not have extradition agreement with South Korea makes sense to me. He's on the run. <clears throat> and moreover, deposits and withdrawals of crypto are easily accessible, it adds. As the report states, about 9.64 BTC was transferred from the Luna Foundation Guard wallet to Binance via a relay wallet. The report also states that the South Korean prosecutors are aware of the facts and believe that conversion to fiat is likely, quoting them here, it is known that Serbia has installed ATMs in the capital, Belgrade, where Bitcoins can be exchanged, said the Digital Asset Report. There are two Bitcoin ATMs in the capital, Belgrade, where Bitcoin can be exchanged for fiat, according to Coin ATM Radar. People close to Quan believe, according to the report, that Do Quan needs escape funds to provide for his family abroad. So far, the transactions have been more of shifting coins rather than exchanging them for fiat money. And according to an October analysis by OXT Research, Do Quan, the Luna Guard Foundation, or another terror-related entity may hold over 6,983 Bitcoin in a wallet. 
So we're talking about mass amount of crypto accumulation, but unfortunately it's stolen funds. So as mentioned at the outset, all indications that the Terra Luna founder will remain in Serbia after South Korean court issued an arrest warrant for him in September. Prosecutors in South Korea believe this will allow Do Kwan to challenge a Korean justice ministry's extradition request in court. And as news BTC reported, unlike Do Kwan, the other leaders behind Terra Luna are not on the run. In early December, Terraform Labs co-founder Shin Sung, also known as Daniel Shin, and seven other Terra employees were subpoenaed to appear in the court in South Korea. The hearing by the prosecutors was about issuing arrest warrants for all of them, but hey, it seems he is still on the run. The million-dollar question shall become, will he remain on the run or will he likely get caught? I think it's shocking. I mean, this has happened a while back uh, earlier this year. This was one of the biggest scams and frauds as well. Not as big as SBF, but it is up there. So the fact he is still free and not in jail is kind of alarming. And that's why in the back of my mind, I was kind of skeptical that SBF would even get arrested, but he has been arrested, but now he is out on bail. So it just really makes you wonder, are they going to pay for their crimes? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, which leads us to our final story of the day, which is a Christmas rally for the King Crypto, which you can say is much long over needed. So now let's break this down, shall we? Synonymous follow crypto strategist is predicting an upcoming Christmas holiday, which will bring forth a Bitcoin rally. Send it. Let's freaking go. Synonymous analyst Calio tells his half a million Twitter followers that a festive rally is in store for the King Crypto because no one is expecting it at the hash rate, which also remains strong. Quitting him here, Santa rally season begins soon. He says since the majority of sentiment is predicting a collapse. The odds are the opposite will take place. Quitting him again. My entire timeline is ready for a complete collapse to a lower range. When the majority of the timeline agrees on something, they are usually wrong. Now, Bitcoin is going to continue to grind up to 17.5, then accelerate and initiate the squeeze to 18.5, which he outlines here in this chart, which you can see on your screen. And Calio says that Bitcoin is showing strength in one closely followed indicator, which is the hash rate. He says the hash rate has remained high despite Bitcoin changing hands below $20,000 since the FTX collapse, as he shares here. One of the most impressive charts out there is the Bitcoin hash rate. After over a month of Bitcoin trading beneath $20,000, there's yet to be any real capitulation for miners. And he makes a great point. The hash rate measures the processing power of the Bitcoin network as the speed at which miner completes an operation. A higher hash rate indicates a stronger network and better security. He does question how long the hash rate can remain at such a strong level. Quoting him again, the indicator below paints a general picture of Bitcoin price versus miner production costs. Now, obviously, there are plenty of variables here, and certain miners might have significantly lower average costs, but it does not make you wonder how much longer before we see some capitulate. That's right. Another closely followed analyst, however, have said Bitcoin will likely collapse in price, including Crypto Capo, an analyst who accurately called the last major market collapse, tells his 700,000 Twitter followers the Bitcoin will collapse to around 12 thousand dollars all i know is this if bitcoin does collapse to twelve thousand, as predicted by crypto calio how many of you will buy the dip and seize the moment and take advantage of it and how many of you are expecting some sort of christmas rally within the next couple of days for the king crypto let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below and don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live q a and i look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode